Welcome to Fantasy Island Fantasy Football Edition. That's right. It's a sit and starts for week 10. We're coming at you. Sweet T, Bombo, RW King, all of us here ready to give you our starts and sits for week 10. That's right, guys. It's already week 10. It's like I say, man, always takes forever to get here in the offseason and it's gone so fast. Cherish it. All right, guys, we're just going to go ahead and get rolling again. You know, whatever we got going on, let's just go ahead and get into it. Who's going to go ahead and talk first today and give us their start of the week? This week's start of the week for me is got to be Christian Olave. Now, guys, that quarterback situation over there in the Saints is a fucking disaster. Nobody knows what's going to happen, but I got to say they got to bring Jameis Winston back because that guy can throw down the field. He's reckless with the ball. I get it. He throws a lot of picks. I get it. But he's the kind of guy that's going to get Olave that type of ball. Right now that you have Thomas out for sure. Now you got Olave as the focus and he did all right last week. He didn't get over a hundred yards, but you know, come on, Dalton's throwing him the ball. That guy can't even throw anything. I mean, that guy's a wreck anyway. So I got to say Christian Olave, especially for the, the fantasy upside to me, he's going to be more of like a, a wide receiver to possibly a flex type of guy if you have somebody better in that position but really he's the man over there and they they got to get Winston to to start throwing to him but I I really think that you know when you start looking at his touchdowns and his just his potential and his upside especially going up against Pittsburgh I really think that he's going to have himself a really good week so for me my starts of week 10 is Christian Olave not bad. You know, he's come back pretty good off of his concussion, his you know, multiple week out concussion. And he seems to be doing okay. I mean, he's all they got there. And I don't think it's much a product of Andy Dalton sucks that bad because he does suck. But they got no other receivers, man. And there's no one on that field that's really scaring anybody defensively. And that's what's making it hard on the kid. You know, hopefully they can, you know, do something with him and get him rocking and rolling. But Definitely a good pick. What about you, Bombo? Who's your start week 10? All right. A lot of people probably giving up on this guy and probably don't want to hear this, but Najee Harris. So we're going to keep it in that New Orleans versus Pittsburgh matchup. And I just think really good players get with really good coaches and they figure it out. So I've have some stock in Najee. So, and I've watched a few of his games and everything I see, he's trying to do everything he can to get the most out of, not too big a holes getting opened up for him. And if you see Jalen Warren, who is his backup, he's one cut and go. He's, he hits it. And I think Najee's just trying to do too much. The coaching staff knows that Najee's trying to do too much. Najee knows that he's trying to do too much. He had a few things to say about the whole team in a recent interview. He had to clear some things up, basically saying he's not the one that's opening the holes for himself. He can't do it all. But that's the thing. He does think that he can do it all. And if he just fits within that system of what they're trying to do, plus with Kenny Pickett getting more accustomed to the offense and and more trust within that offense, I just think he's going to get it together. And this is a prime spot to get it, get it together because New Orleans just made Kenny and Drake look like what we want Najee Harris to look like. Like he just had two touchdowns, like almost a hundred yards as a workhorse for the Ravens who don't even have a, a real running back, you know, don't even give it to anybody. So if Najee gets hot against this defense, I think it's a great bounce, bounce back game. And to tell you the truth, 
all we're really looking for is that two touchdown, three touchdown game from Najee with, you know, didn't even have to go for a hundred yards, just multiple touchdown game from Najee with a few catches. And everybody will at that point feel like they got their money's worth with that first round draft pick. We've waiting for it. I got my fingers crossed. So this is more of a hope, but I have Najee on a lot of teams and I'm starting him. You know, I like me some Najee. It's just tough over there for him in the situation. And I hope he can rebound. I got some stock in him as well. Mm. But I think the overall team play has to improve for him as well. And I think that's sort of what he was getting at, what you mentioned. And I agree with that as well. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, I really like the kid. I like his story. I, I hope he does bounce back because he's having a tough year. And he's not the only one having a tough year, but he's having one of the toughest. I know a lot of guys have been calling him the bust of the year. So way to put those coconuts out there, Bombo. I'm going to go ahead and talk about my must start a week 10. So my week 10 must start guy, Travis Etienne, running back Jacksonville Jaguars. This guy's just getting better every week. And I think Bombo nailed it a couple shows ago when he talked about, you know, James Robinson, you know, was sort of getting in the way in the beginning. And I think they realized that and it wasn't doing good for the kid. And the best thing to do is get rid of him. You know, so they didn't really work with him too much, James Robinson, the last couple of weeks, knowing that, you know, they knew they were going to ship him off. We didn't know what was going on, but that gave Travis Etienne the ability to really demonstrate his, he, this guy's, he's, he's just fucking good. He's, he's, he's everything that they advertised, you know, and it's like we talked to T, you know, we were talking about the three leading running backs last week and it was Damian Pierce, Etienne and Kenneth Walker. And I called them all three rookies. And I think that, you know, even Etienne's a rookie. He didn't play last year at all. So to really see what he's doing with those other two guys, he's just as good as any of those other two, if not better. Because this guy gets out in space, and I don't know if it's the offense predicating a mismatch or whatever else is going on there, but this guy just seems to be running wide open. And he gets 20, 30, 40-yard chunks. You know, those last three games, he's all hit the century mark. In the last two games, he's carried the ball over 24-plus times. You know, last week he had multiple touchdowns for the first time this year, but they're giving him the ball in the goal line too. So this guy's really working it, and I think that going forward in the next year, he's going to be a first-round running back, and I think whoever took him this year really had some hindsight and understood what was with him. You know, especially you're reaping the rewards now, but Travis Etienne against Kansas City, my must start. Yeah, I like Etienne. I have some stock in Etienne there, King. I just want him to kind of clean up. And I know I sound like a, a broken record when I say this, because I say this all the time when we talk about him, but I want him to clean up those fumbles. He does drop the rock a lot. And, you know, you're right. He is a rookie technically, but he still needs to clean some of that up. But you can't argue with his raw talent and just the fact that he just gets so many yards. So... I love it. I think it's a great pick. Yeah, King. And way to shout out next year where these guys might go. Like you were talking about Damian Pierce, Etienne. You know, these guys right now are, are really auditioning for that first round draft choice of next year's draft. Or they're they're auditioning for if you're going to keep them in your keepers of your dynasty leagues. Because a lot of these guys that we're used to seeing in the first round are probably going to fall out. And they got to get replaced by some other studs. And I got him right up there. I mean, he's already looking like a top 10 pick, but how this year ends up with some of these matchups he's got coming on, he could probably solidify himself as a top five, maybe top three. No, absolutely. He's got that kind of talent. 
No, this guy has as he's got everything, guys. You know, he was he can catch out of the backfield. He can run between the tackles. He can run on the outside. He's got moves. He's got shake. He's got everything. He, he's just good, and he's showing it. And no, doesn't seem to be any ill effects of the injury, but we don't really know because we didn't see him really play that year. Maybe he's better. Maybe he's gonna get better. You know what I mean? That's the scary part. So. That's sick. You know, but hey, he great is. jobs, guys, on your starts. Don't really see any flaws there. You know, Bombo throwing his nuts out there, but I still think Najee's a start. You know, and that's one of those things, you know, for our listeners, it's tough. You know, when you have so much invested in the guy and you really don't have anything else behind him and you start reaching and the guys you're reaching for really aren't really doing it for you anyway, you know, hey, man, you bought the car. You might as well just drive it. You know what I mean? Hey, fuck it. You're in that deep already. You know, it's like me with Kyle Pitts. I got some Kyle Pitts, you know what I mean? And my thought is I'm just playing the motherfucker every week because I don't want to be that stupid ass where I miss the one touchdown he gets. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But What are you talking right, guys, about? He's already good. doubled up on the season, and he's at two now. Mm-hmm. I know, dude, and I got both of them in a league the, that I'm in, dude, so up. I'm loving it right now. Fuck yeah. And that's what, that's what they got. there's a guy with me because it's a big money league, and that's what he called and told me, dude, what are you talking about? This guy's already fucking doubled his fucking touchdown total from last year. What else can we expect? Exactly. So, yeah, 100% well, increase. Fuck, dude. Whatever. Fucking Kyle Pitts stinks. He should be my must-sit, dude. I'm going to change my must-sit <laughs> to him. Fucking sit him every week. Just kidding. How could I say that? I just said to ride the car every week. Anyways. <laughs> see, now I'm all fucking Kyle Pitts fucked up in the head, dude. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and get into this, man. We're going to talk about our week 10 sits. Bombo. Week 10, sit your ass on the bench, Mr. Bombo. All right. We're going to later on talk about some of the injury concerns that are going on with some of these big name fantasy players, one of those being Josh Allen. So as we're recording this now, we're just getting you know a little bit of vague information that it's an elbow issue, but they're bringing in independent specialists. There's going to have to be x-rays. And if we know anything, it's going to really, you know, when it comes to your elbow and your throwing arm, that's that you don't want to mess with that, right? When we started hearing about elbow issues with Matthew Stafford, the question was, well, can he still get it out there? And I think that he's answering that week by week by not getting it out there. So yeah, when I hear elbow issues, it makes me kind of downgrade everybody's, you know, all the pass catchers on that quarterback's offense. I think Stefan Diggs is going to get his no matter what, even with even with Josh Allen being a little hobbled, or even if they have to go with the backup. But I don't think he can support two. And that second one is Gabe Davis. So my must sit is Gabe Davis. If you really think about it, but the way that he was drafted, he was supposed to be a borderline wide receiver too. You know, someone that you can just go in there that that is going to take advantage of the worst corner on a team and get and be the beneficiary of Josh Allen airing it out and that real potent offense. And outside of a three catch, 171 yard, two touchdown game, which is no joke. That's a big one. He's been putting up, what we would say stinkers when it comes down to where he was drafted. And I think it's about time that you should probably put him on the bench or just look for other options. Maybe partner him up with package him up with something and take advantage of a deal before your deadline, because I don't think he gets it done. And with Josh Allen hurting right now, they might go more run heavy. They just acquired Naheem Hines and he got a little bit of run this last game. They got James Cook back there and good old reliable Singletary. 
And if you want to really take the ease, uh, you know, ease some of that load off of Josh Allen without really taking him out of the game, you rely on those short dump offs, those running backs, and you rely on the running game. They have capable bodies that can take care of that. And unfortunately, the only, you know, someone's going to be the odd man out in that offense. Isaiah McKenzie's already been phased out a little bit. And I think the next one to be kind of phased out is Gabe Davis just off of opportunities. He did have one like big target towards the end of the game, but it was like with four seconds to go trying to do the last heave ho. Other than that, he wasn't getting targeted too no, much that last I, and, game. And you're right, Bombo. You know I mean? This guy, he's really, I think the whole team's disappointed again a little bit, but again, guys, like we were talking Sunday, T, right? I mean, sometimes it's just the defenses they play. And we were looking at mm-hmm. that Sunday, their defenses that they're playing against are really good. And I think that's exposing Gabe Davis. And you mentioned that, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, this guy, he has three or four catches, he gets 100 yards. But then the other games, he gets three or four catches for 20 yards. So I think it's sort of what Josh Allen is doing for him. I don't think Josh Allen is looking for him enough. I think he looks at Stephon Diggs, and everybody else only gets it when Stephon Diggs isn't open. Mm -hmm. If not, I'm running this fucking ball. You You know, know the other thing, too, is... And Buffalo the other thing is he's dropped down. some. He's dropped some too. Sorry, T, go ahead. He has. No, no, no. You're right. He has dropped some. But what I was going to say is Buffalo really plays down to the level of their competition. You know, I think they were buying into their own hype coming into this year that they were just going to steamroll the whole entire NFL because they were just that good. And the reality is they're not. Right. And they they just they play down to the level of their competition and Gabe Davis hasn't been living up to that. So, you know, that's a good call out, but I will say this though, when you start talking about Buffalo's run game, you know, you said Naheem Hines uh, got a little bit of action. Little is the key word. He only got one touch. (laughs) So they got to get him more involved. I mean, but everybody, Every pundit, you know, including ourselves, have been saying that Buffalo's got to get a run game outside of Josh Allen. So it, it just it is what it know. is over I, there. But did any of you guys watch the game? I mean, obviously, I watch every fucking game, so I watched the recorded game. And when he hurt his elbow, right, he hurt it with a little bit of time left in the fourth quarter because he went to throw a pass and they knocked it out of his hand, fumbled it, like in the middle of his passing motion. And that was, and he actually had another, he, he actually fumbled. I think there was a fumble that play. So there was time left. He threw a 60 yard, 50 yard dart. He put it right on Gabe Davis's chest and Gabe Davis just dropped it. Yeah. And that was after the homeboy's elbow was hurt. So I'm going to say that about the two things. I don't know if homeboy's really that hurt, but Gabe Davis needs to do better. Because I've seen a couple plays like that where they want him to be that deep threat. And it goes right off his chest or goes right off his fucking face mask or his hands. You know, he gets some opportunities. He's got to catch them all, right, guys? I mean, he doesn't get that many. Yeah. You know. So here's the question I got for you guys. Is the hype on Gabe Davis as far as where we were drafting him, what we're expecting, is that all still stemming off of that big KC yes. playoff game? Yes, because outside of that, I have not seen him. He's he was getting drafted above okay. like guys that are balling right now. Okay, and wait a minute. So understand that, how this goes, right? And we talked about this before, and we maybe touch on the divisionals, guys. Where at the end of the year and to and next year, when you guys are drafting, you look at this guy's year stats. He had X amount of yards with X amount of touchdowns. Doesn't say, hey man. He had fucking half those yards 
and three quarters of those touchdowns in one fucking game. It doesn't say that unless you look at the game log and start breaking things down. Then you realize, okay, this guy's a feast or famine. He shouldn't be drafted that high. And we were saying that in divisionals, guys. Mm -hmm. Because we just didn't know how much he was going to get targeted. Emmanuel and the reality Sanders is right. Was like His a top year 10 receiver is one year. big game. Right now, he had one big game, a 98-yard touchdown pass and ended up with 140 yards for the game. Yeah, and he got that on the first play of the motherfucking game. The first time they touched the ball offensively in the first quarter. So he only got 50 yards the rest of the game. So I'm just saying, I mean, I don't think the hype's, th- I, I think the hype's too much. But it's all based on that one game, like you mentioned, yeah. Bumble. I think we put, like I'm, I was saying before, I think weeks one through six, Emmanuel Sanders is like a top 15 receiver. And we just put that number two in Buffalo really high up on a pedestal and thinking that that person is, is going to just blow up no matter who it is. And we saw the talent with Gabe Davis, but I think a lot of people just overshot. Well, and, I think we wanted, we wanted to hit because yeah, they haven't course. had that. And you got a, the number one quarterback or the top quarterback, you know, the last couple, three years, you you want him to support more than one guy. And he isn't. Right. I mean, I, I mean, the reality, he doesn't even support a tight end. He supports Stephon Diggs. If you anybody else on that team, dude, it's a crapshoot. Right. You guys agree with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, absolutely. so I mean, who's he supporting? Look at fucking Patty Mahomes. He's kind right? of I'm just saying that dude that dude could adopt more people. Dude, he's okay, he's supporting fucking he just got Kadarius Tony a couple catches. The dude's yep. been there for like a fucking night. He stayed over the night. They had a sleepover. <laughs> he fucking suited up on Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, come on, dude. There's a difference, you know, and Josh Allen needs to still take more steps. I think now he's just relying on his running too much. And to me, guys, that's where he's going to get hurt because he's taking some big shots because he ain't going down. He's a big dude. And I see some of the shots he takes, and these dudes are laying it to him. And he's taking it, and he doesn't look too bad, but it's like a suitcase, bro. You carry it with you your whole career. You know, one of these days he's going to wake up like, holy shit, what the fuck is that? Yeah, that'll be your nuts in your throat, dude. All right, man. So. No, it's a, it's a good one, Bombo. What about you, T? I mean, we just, you know, we just sort of crapped all over Buffalo for like 20 minutes. But T, let's just go in and get back into the show. Who's your must sit your ass on the bench week 10, Sir T? All right, guys. So I'm going to shit all over Justin Herbert. I, I got to go after these Chargers again. You know, this guy for being drafted as high as he is and, you know, passing for 40 to, to 50 pass attempts per game. And most of those are to his check down Austin Eckler. I, I mean, and don't get me wrong, guys, I have stock in Austin Eckler. So I love that. But the fact that he's got no receivers and they didn't address any of the receiver situation in, in the offseason. They went all defense. They didn't get him any kind of other weapons around him other than Everett, which we talked about in a previous episode. But I mean, really, guys, he's got Keenan Allen. The old man is broken down. He should retire. He he shouldn't even be playing or even trying to play anymore. Mike Williams is always hurt, you know. And for me, you got a guy in Justin Herbert. He's a hell of a quarterback, but they're wasting him. 
They're doing exactly what they did to Phillip Rivers over there. They're just, they don't get the talent around him and they're wasting this guy's talent. But the reason why I say that you you have to sit him and you can't start him, let's just face it. Over the last several games, he's averaged only 12 PPR points per game with one touchdown. That's crazy. Last week, he got another 12 PPR points and he had a one touchdown again on 43 attempts. And now he's going against San Francisco and that defense? No, 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 no. You can't. This is not a guy that you can say that I want to start and I need to put him in my lineup. No, get the hell out of here. I got you. Sit your fucking ass on that bench. All right, T.A. Bombo, what do you think about that? I would say he's right. He brings up a great point, you know, on why you should. But do you, a lot of people out there, do you have that? Are they going to put their coconuts out there and grab somebody off the waiver wire and throw them and, and sit them over Justin and start them over Justin Herbert? So T, who would you, if let's say I was, I had Justin Herbert in this matchup and let's say Russell Wilson sitting out there on my bench or Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins, would you take those guys this week over? Justin Herbert? I would take Goff and Cousins, definitely. I'd take Mariota. I, there's there's a lot of dudes out there right now that are sitting on the bench as number twos in most guys' teams that would definitely go way above and beyond. I have Goff. I just helped somebody out and traded away to a, as a mercy. He was sitting on my bench, you know, and I was just, I felt bad for the guy. You know, he, he kind of having a shitty year. So I threw him a bone and I got, I got Goff back in return. And I would still play golf over him fucking any day right now at this point. Coconuts. That's yeah, Coconuts no. King. Hey, no, it is what it is, man. <laughs> I mean, the guy's a little bit twisted, bro. But he's, I mean, Bombo, man, he, he's got a pick on the weak link, dog. He goes after the, you know, like when the lion finds the weak calf, you know what I mean, in the herd. And just fucking like pegs it out no matter what. Just fucking zigs and zags because he knows he's just going to get that one. That's what T did right now to Justin Herbert. No receivers, no nothing. I'm going to sit his ass. No, if that was the case, I would have went after Stafford. I think he probably should have. I'd sit that motherfucker too, dude. They got the 32nd ranked offense. That's just horrible. How does that even happen, dog? I'm just saying. Stafford's been on bye week for the last four weeks. Fuck, dude. Right, This dude's wanting vacation already, dude. He wants to go back to Cabo or wherever the fuck those dudes go. You know what I mean? He's done. He wants to go make... He wants to yeah, make like, those AT&T commercials. Well, dude, he's just going to say like, okay, guys, fix this shit in the off season. Cause you know what? If this shit happens again, dude, I'm not even going to finish the season. I'm just going to quit. That's really what's going to happen. But anyway, that's what we're talking about. What we're talking about right now, guys, is me throwing it out there again. Me putting it out there again, putting the helmet on and being the stunt man. Cause I know I'm jumping over the cliff, dude. R.W. Kings, week 10, must sit your ass on the bench, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, what's the problem, T? He got thrown back a little bit. Look, just because Jalen Hurts is a top five quarterback every week and he fucking puts up fantasy numbers that are unparalleled to any other season by a Philadelphia Eagle quarterback, you knew I was going to do it at some point. But remember Sunday what we said. Remember, we got that bit. Watch your ass. And one of the defense we talked about was Washington. And this guy's playing Washington. And those four beasts up front, 
They can put a pass rush on him. I think they're going to make him uncomfortable, bro. I think they're just going to go after him. You know what I mean? So I think that's the key to the game, and I think he's going to have his worst game of the year. You know, obviously I didn't do too good last week because Cooper Cup caught those two balls, you know what I mean? But I broke that shit down, dude. He didn't catch that touchdown. He's only at like 60 yards. And he didn't catch that other one. He's only at 20 yards. So those two catches, man, that's all it was. And that's so pathetic. But I'm not going to get into that. Jalen Hurts has been playing his ass off all year. Obviously, he's not a rookie. He's played last year. He played all, all the games last year and some the year before. So he's understanding things. Things are slowing down to him. But even at that point, guys still throw stinkers. This is a divisional game in Philly. They had trouble in their last game, Philly did, against Houston. And I think that these teams that are being a little bit more physical with them and don't go in intimidated and get smashed by them really give them fits. And I think that Washington's defensive front is going to do the same thing. And Jalen Hurts is going to be struggling. I, I think he might have a little bit of uptick in his rushing yards this week, guys. But passing-wise and touchdowns, I think are going to be tough for him. So, Jalen Hurts, sit your ass on the fucking bench from Fantasy Island. Put the stamp on it. Boop. Lock it. Chain it up, dog. All right? Wow, and you gave me shit for my pick. The fuck well, out you don't of here, get, man. Well, yeah, sit on the bench. The guy's got no fucking receivers. Why are you going to give me shit for my pick? The guy's got two of the best receivers and a fucking pretty damn good tight end. He's he's undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you giving me shit? I'm putting it out there, man. You're, you're putting it out there, but you're going after a guy that's been proven. The guy that's been putting it on. I do week that after every week. week, man. I keep telling you that. All right, guys. Great takes again. You know, hey, sorry for softy bombo, but we'll get him. You know, you're getting there, man, like the Gabe Davis. And I think that's solid, T. I think guys that are on the on the fence, you know, about Justin Herbert and, you know, can he have one of those games? And Josh Palmer looked like he was, you know, stepping up. Fucking just sit his ass on the bench. Play the guys T's recommending and hopefully they'll do better. Hope, hope Justin Herbert doesn't blow up and start running the ball. But those are our week 10. Sit your asses on the bench. We are the Fantasy Island Fantasy Trio. And we are out. Yeah.